Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, we'll be continuing our study in Acts chapter 9, and we'll be looking here at the ministry of Peter as this chapter now has transitioned away from Paul, and we will wrap it up with Peter. And then in chapter number 10, as well, we'll focus on Peter and some momentous things happen, uh, important things happen in chapter number 10 that I'm looking forward to talking about with you here in the coming days. But here we'll be in chapter 9, verse 32, and Peter doing something a little bit different as far as we can tell. Now, we don't know everything that these apostles did and these early Christians did because not every single day and instance is recorded for us in Scripture. We have in the Bible what God wants us to know for sure, but it looks like to this point Peter has been stationary and largely centered in Jerusalem, but now we find Peter traveling. Uh, Peter, in some respect, is going to mimic what Paul has been doing. He's going to go and he's going to check in on some churches and visit with some Christians, and he's going to uh, evangelize a little bit. And we're going to see that as we read these verses in the next couple of broadcasts and study it together. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope you've already spent time in your Bible and time in prayer and maybe witnessed already today to somebody. And those three things are so important keys, if you will, for the Christian life. If you do those every day, study your Bible, pray, and be a soul winner. And I promise you this, you won't regret it. And your fellowship with the Lord will deepen, strengthen, and be sweet if you do those things that are nearest to his heart. All right, Acts chapter number 9, verse 32. And it came to pass as Peter passed throughout all quarters. He came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda, and there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole, arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately, and all that dwelt at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. So Peter is traveling now, seeing great results. God empowers him to work these miracles, which we've covered extensively. And remember that there's some things that take place in the book of Acts that do not happen today in the same fashion, because in the book of Acts, we find a transitional period in the history of the church, and God is using signs and wonders and different miracles to validate the ministry of the apostles and the message of the apostles to the multitude. And those things are now gone because we have a completed Bible. They did not have a complete New Testament, but now that we do, that which is perfect has come, so that which is in part has been done away with. Now, Peter has left Jerusalem where his headquarters were. By the way, his headquarters were not was not Rome, never had been Rome, never had, and it will not become Rome. And just in case there's anybody listening there, Peter is not the first pope. In fact, if you study the early church, James is the head of that church, not Peter. All right? So anyway, that's just a little sidebar, and I won't charge you for that today. But Peter has been headquartered in Jerusalem. Now, maybe one exception 
is where Peter went and followed Philip there in that area of Samaria. Remember that from Acts chapter number 8? We read that together in previous Bible studies. But mostly Peter has been still if you will, serving there in Jerusalem. And I don't doubt he preached other places and strengthened and encouraged believers as he was. But here we find Peter, like that baby bird, leaving the nest. He's getting out of his comfort zone, and he's traveling. And he's traveling uh, a, a distance here. Uh, it looks like n not that many miles from Jerusalem. In, in fact, I don't think if you study out his ministry, he never traveled, it doesn't look like, more than 100 miles away from Jerusalem. So he stayed close there to that center. And that's interesting because, you know, Peter's ministry was primarily to the Jew, correct? And Paul's ministry is primarily to the Gentiles. So we'll find that Peter is anchored there in that population center of Judaism. And so that's where his ministry is. And by the way, that's where God wanted him. But now he begins to visit. So the Bible said he came down also to the saints, was dwelt at Elida. The text is interesting. There's no previous mention of Christians in that city. Now, if you study history, Josephus, if you read him, uh, that early historian, by the way, he validates Calvary and other things, and Jesus as being a real person. And I mean, he's writing from a secular historical viewpoint. But he totally uh, backs up the biblical record. He describes this city as a village that was uh, in size not inferior to a city. So it's a large village, if you will. It's not just a small little thing. It's a large village. could be called a city. It's a town about 11 miles southeast of Joppa. It's located in a very rich and fertile plain, so an agricultural area, and it was a center for smiths and craftsmen. It was a pagan city, largely, and it was worshiping false gods wrapped in idolatry. So it's very interesting. There are saints, there are believers in this city. So we don't know exactly when they heard the gospel or when the church was established, but there's already people in this city that were saved, and Peter's going there to no doubt minister and check on these people. All right? So there's some possibilities here we could look into if we needed to, but we'll miss. It's just conjecture, so we'll just skip over that. But the Bible said when he went to this town, he found a certain man named uh, Aeneas. So there's much that we would like to know about Aeneas. We don't know a lot about him. What we have is right here in our verse. We don't know if he's a Jew or a Gentile. We don't know if he's a believer or a pagan, but we know Peter's going to minister to him. And he'd been a totally incapacitated man, a paralytic man for eight years. And the Bible said, now when Peter comes to town, business begins to pick up. Thank God for that. He finds this man. He'd kept his bed eight years. And Peter said unto him, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole, arise and make thy bed. And I like what the Bible said, and immediately he arose. So Peter comes to town. He finds this man who is crippled. Uh, that palsy is mentioned several times in the New Testament. By the way, it's a perfect picture of you and I in our lost condition. A paralytic person has no power, no strength, and no ability to move themselves, to work for themselves, to better themselves, to provide for themselves. They're totally dependent upon the assistance of another. You and I were that way lost in sin. We were sinful and could not change the fact. We couldn't better ourselves or lift ourselves up or bear our own burden. Jesus had to do it for us. And so it's a good picture of the sinner in his lost condition, the paralytic man, and then the sinner saved by grace when he's healed and can rise up and he can walk. So Peter finds this man. He tells him, Jesus Christ maketh 
the whole. Now, this was one of the few miracles performed by Peter. We know John and Peter, Acts chapter 3, that lame man at the temple. We understand that story. It's kind of similar here. He said, Jesus Christ maketh the whole, and that man rose up and leaped. But we don't find a lot of that in Peter's ministry. It's amazing to me how people will totally miss that the book of Acts is centered on the spirit-filled preaching of these apostles on doctrine, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And these false groups will pull out just the miracles or just the the signs and wonders, and they try to major on that, which even these early apostles uh, dealt with as minor. They wanted people to know Christ Jesus was the Lord, that he was buried and rose in the third day, and that if you'd put your faith in Christ, that he could save you. Now, the result of this miracle taking place, this paralytic man being healed, it said, and all that dwelt there in that city at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. So the healing of this man had a profound effect. His life being changed by the power of Christ affected the entire population of these two villages, really city-like villages that were near each other. And Peter rejoiced, no doubt, when he saw this. And he remembered, Christ promised, I'll make you a fisher of men. I'm going to use you in a powerful way. And Jesus is fulfilling his promise and using Peter to draw men in the net, if you will, to bring them to Christ. And no doubt, what a blessing that is, that Jesus promises to to enable and equip those that will serve him by faith. And I'm glad you and I don't have to depend upon our own strength or our own ability or our own methods or means, but if we'll just trust Jesus and obey his word and we'll follow him and do his will, he'll empower us, the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I like that. God doesn't need our ability or oratorical skills. The Holy Spirit just wants a willing, yielded vessel. And if we'll yield ourselves to the Holy Ghost of God, we can see miraculous things take place just like this. I mean, we can see lives changed, if you will, by the power of God. The Lord desires that everything we do for Him be done in His name. And when we do it with the right attitude, putting His name on it, if you will, being filled with the Holy Spirit then we can see the same results and see a great multitude turn to the Lord. Now, that's just an introduction to this section. We're going to go on down a little bit further as Peter travels to Joppa, and we'll see some amazing things take place. Make sure you join us next broadcast. Until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival. 